Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace. I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina, and I want to talk to you about a subject today, uh, the forgiveness of sin. Now, I want you to think about this a lot because most people have a real struggle with realizing they're truly forgiven. Now, we, we, we understand from the Word of God that He's forgiven us of all of our sins, but in Acts chapter 13, verse 38 and 39, which is a scripture that literally transformed my life and changed my whole idea, my perspective, and my theology about the things of faith and the things of grace and, and how faith activates and how grace come alive. And, and, and this was actually Paul's message that Paul preached to the body of Christ and all to all the people in, in the book of Acts and, and in Romans and Corinthians. This was, this was his message. And his message was, go to verse 38. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. In other words, Paul's saying, when this man Jesus is preached, that's a big M in that text. When this man Jesus is preached, it's the forgiveness of sins. And by him, to everyone who believes is justified from all things. Now, once you believe in him, all of your sins are wiped away. And you're justified or declared righteous from all things, not just few things, but all things, and from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. So here's Paul telling these people, hey, look, guys, I want you to understand something here, that when this man is preached to you, it's the forgiveness of sins. All of your sins are wiped away. And we've really got to get this in our spirit because we spend a lot of time confessing our sins over and over and over, trying to make sure that we're clear with God, make sure we are, are okay with God, to make sure that our lives have been changed. And as I began to study this years and years ago, the Lord began to deal with me. And He said, I want you to show me where Paul ever confessed his sins after he got born again. And after that, I began to read and I began to study and I began to see that, you know, Paul never did that. And so we see, and this took place in Acts chapter 13, verse 38 and 39, but then all of a sudden a supernatural thing took place in Acts chapter 14, verse 8 through 10. And in Lycia, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting. Now I want you to understand this. A man without strength in his feet, he was sitting, he was crippled from his mother's womb, and who had never walked. So Paul wanted to make this very clear by the Holy Spirit that this man had no strength in his legs, in his feet. He was sitting, he was crippled from his mother's womb, and he had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up, straight on your feet, and he leaped, and he walked. Now, how did this man come to be filled with this kind of faith. He had heard what Paul had said in Acts 13, 38, and 39 because if you realize, he said this man had been bound like this all of his life. So he lived in condemnation of guilt that he must have done something wrong. His parents must have done something wrong. Somebody must have done something wrong for him to be this way. And most people could receive their healing, could receive revelation, could receive prosperity, could receive favor if they really understood that it was a finished work and that when this man is preached, everybody that believes in this man is justified or declared righteous from all things. So it's not based, your sickness is not coming from the condemnation that you're living in, but that's what keeps you that way. So the accuser of the brethren keeps us bound up to our religion and our concept of our own ideas and we can never walk into the revelation of who we are. So how did this man get filled and become to the point that he was filled with faith. Well, Romans chapter fourteen, uh, Romans chapter ten, verse seventeen says, 
Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. Now, the, the Word of God there, the Word God is not the word Thetos. Theos is the word Christo, which means it only comes through Christ. It only comes through hearing the truth of the Word of God. So we see here a real great revelation. Faith is not parted when you hear the Ten Commandments preach. Faith comes only through the Word of Christ. To hear the Word of Christ is to hear preaching and teaching that have been filtered through the new covenant of grace and the finished work of Christ. So we see this man, he said, stand up straight on your feet, and he leaped and he walked. Now this man had been this way all of his life. He was born this way, and he had never walked a step in his life. But when this man heard Paul speaking, Paul saw faith rise up in this man because this man realized he didn't have to be this way. It was not something he deserved. It was not the way it just was going to be. It was just not the hard luck case that he had. But he heard that if he could believe in this man named Jesus, that he could be declared righteous from all things. See, that is a one-time work, a finished work that Christ has done. It's not you coming confessing your stuff all the time, going back and confessing. There are no other qualifications for being forgiven of your sins. All who believe in Jesus receive the forgiveness of all their sins and are justified from all things. Paul was proclaiming that he could be justified from all things if he only believed on Jesus. The more revelation you get of his finished work, the more you receive an impartation of the action of faith for any situation, evenly those that seem impossible ones. Isn't that a wonderful revelation that Paul was bringing forth to this man that had been crippled all of his life? And once this man began to see that because he'd believe in this man, he'd have the forgiveness of sins, whatever he would done had been washed away, and that he'd be clear and he'd be clean. My grace, that is the beauty of grace.